coming to you live from Rob's living room. It's the Mike and Rob podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Rob. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 7 of the Mike and Rob podcast. This is Mike. This is Rob. This is a podcast. It is. Well, not yet. It's about to be. Hang on. Wait for it. (laughs) Oh, it's a podcast. Uh, We're coming to you bright and early. It's a a scant 8.54 a.m. It's before 9 a.m. on a Sunday. What are we doing? What are you doing? Why why was I forced to do it this early? Because you're the one going on a trip. I'm not. I'm just going to um, kind of babysit my nephews for a cu- couple days. But um, oh, okay. I thought you were like going somewhere. I thought maybe you had a job, like an on-site job or something. No, that'd be cool. No, I did. I did go to the city this week and uh, work on an edit. Um, did you ever have Mrs. Gilbertson in high school? For yeah, well, I had a speech and debate class with with Gilby. Okay, well, I just ran into her the other day. No way. Did you, she? There's no way she remembered. No, you. I introduced myself and. Um, but she was my English teacher for a year and uh, in high school, like sophomore, junior, somewhere in there. Yeah. And uh, I just finished a job in San Francisco at a, an edit house for the day. And we went down to the 21st Amendment, which is a bar. Yeah, I've been there. Okay. So, and it was Giants game was about to start. We were there at like six. The game starts at seven. Oh, okay. And, and the place is like just packed with... with- Orange and black. Orange and black. And, and some, uh, it was interleague play, so some Cleveland Indian fans showed up too. Oh, man, were the people protesting out front? What? No. You remember we were t- when I yeah. went to the A's game opening day? There well, we were didn't like, go to the ballpark. We there just... were actual Native Americans protesting the game before. Oh, okay. Well, not the game, but at least the Indians. Just protesting the team? The mascot. Remember we talked yeah, about that? Yeah, I know. That? I know. I get, the, I get the mascot thing. I didn't know if you were saying the team was being picketed like... Oh, no, no, it wasn't the team. It was just that they have that, you know, Chief, that Wahoo. Mas- Chief Wahoo mascot. Yeah, and actually there was, I only saw one Chief Wahoo hat out of all the fans. The other ones just had the big red C on their hat, huh? which is pr- with the direction they're going, which is much more politically correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, no, I was I was standing there, and I don't drink, so I was just kind of hanging around and uh, watching the people, and uh, down the street comes Mrs. Gilbertson all in her black and uh, orange stuff. Did she still have a space coat? No, she was wearing do, a Giants jacket. But do you remember that? I do. It was like a silver... Yeah, it looked like metal, but it was silver <laughs> coat, like just overcoat almost. <laughs> we called it her spacesuit. Like a demi overcoat. <laughs> but uh, she was just a cool, goofy teacher, so I went yeah, up and said hi awesome. to her, and uh, we just chatted for a bit. But it was really weird to, uh, to pick out your high school English teacher in the middle of San Francisco... <laughs> on the way to I the Giants seen, game. I wouldn't have seen her. But um, no, that was, I, the, like I said, I had that speech and debate class. I was the only senior in a class full of like freshmen and sophomores. That, that was. And the, like everybody thought I was like the coolest thing ever. I'm like, oh my God, you guys have no idea. <laughs> Got you all fooled. Because I, I like, we did, we had to do a monologue. So I picked, um, which isn't even a monologue, but I picked Samuel Jackson's like, Ezekiel twenty five seventeen speech from Pulp Fiction, and like did it's that whole thing, and like everyone thought it was like the greatest thing, including you the teacher. Didn't do it in blackface, did you? <laughs> well, you know, you got to play the role. No, of course not. Jeez. Of course not. What do you think I am, an Indians fan or something? <laughs> Uh, anyway, it was, it was a neat experience to just, it's funny cause just in the random, I mean, I've run into old teachers and stuff like at 
a local Target store or something like that. But it, you know, to do that within the ten mile radius of the school kind of makes sense. Yeah, uh, to do it out in the middle of San Francisco amongst like half a million people that are flooding into the game, it seems like. Um, it was just a cool experience, and then we said hi and caught up a little bit, and then I said, okay, have fun at the game, and went away. Um, so there's a few things in the news, and instead of doing what we did last week, um, where I, I put all my news articles up on uh, Tumblr, I'm trying Pinterest now. This is So Pinterest. were people able to see the articles we were talking about? All three people who were listening? Yeah, yeah. They could if they want. Um, okay. I don't think anyone bothered to go there okay um but now i have a pinterest page and it asked for my first name i said mike and rob last name <laughs> podcast so it says welcome mike and rob um that's a very strange first but this kind of just as you enter um a website or a picture or whatever it just pins it randomly to this wall so i made this wall of uh news stuff so Actually, Pinterest is like one of the few social media sites I am familiar what with. Do you, what do you do with it? I don't. I don't. Betsy does. Oh, what is, oh it's all shoes with her, isn't it? No, no. Or, or um, clothes or furniture. It's usually, yeah, it's usually like how she wants to decorate her room yeah. or like, you know, recipes that she really likes. There stuff you go. Like that. Yeah, my mom <clears throat> is into it for, for recipes. So um, I haven't done much with it yet. But this is what I did do is I picked out a few articles that I thought would be good for the podcast so throw them out what do you like what do you see there um we'll just start with silence the musical okay. and uh they finally they finally took my advice and made a music <laughs> without a musical without was music. that your idea yeah i just um this is tired this is of really musicals. good because this is um this is a comedic parody uh but i'll tell you how i came up with this was that uh i was you know, telling you about that podcast I listened to, the <laughs> bringing up yet again the U two podcast. Um, uh, you talking U two to me, and it was they were talking about uh, the Spider Man musical that U <laughs> two did. Really? You that? Yeah, or, no. or Bono oh. and the Edge did this? They were involved in the music for the Julie Taymor um, Spider Man Turn Off the Dark Broadway musical. I have never heard of you this. You live in such a tiny little cave. Well, that makes news like this much more interesting. God, I should have. I, I should just find news from the last four or five years. And just throw well, it. That's up not there. really news, now, is it? It would be to you. Yeah, but I'm. I am one man. Yeah, one completely closed off, ignorant man. <laughs> you know what? Ignorance is bliss. It really okay, is. Okay, cipher. Um, so what this is, I, I, I was I was like, they were talking about Spider-Man songs that were on there, and I was, I was like, I'm going to check that out. So I go on my Spotify, which is another internet thing, um, and I was listening to some <laughs> of One of them other internets? Yeah. Well, it's the same internet, but it's another program on the internet, and I was listening to some of the songs from the Spider-Man musical, and they were not good. They're just terrible. They're, they're just basically, um, they, they have nothing to do with Spider-Man. What? That the, the songs on the musical have nothing to do with Spider-Man. How do you have a Spider-Man musical with songs that have nothing to do with Spider-Man? They, they're all like thematically about the themes of Spider-Man. It's like, can we just get some Spider-Man action in there? Can we yeah, why not? sing about Spidey a little bit? Yeah, did they have the Spider-Man th- nope. theme song in nope. there? Nope. No, 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 yeah, some people think it's about Batman, but it's not. <laughs> well, originally, maybe, but it's been repurposed. 
for the better. So, um, and then I hit something like uh, go to artist on Spotify, uh-huh. but the artist is like musical, um, original cast recordings. Okay. So, one of the other ones I saw on there was silence exclamation point the musical, which is actually a few years old now, but um, I guess they started doing this in two thousand three, but. It just says on the copyright on the webpage, 2003. Oh, it's about Silence of the Lambs. I thought they were going to do like... A just quiet a, musical? A, a, a musical where just nobody sang or <laughs> no. talked. I'm it's like, a, finally. Everybody just sits there and stares back at you the, on the stage. The musicals, I mean, there are a few exceptions, but it just they just don't make any sense to me. Nobody goes around and just sings everything. It doesn't make any sense. That's why that's I can't a whole genre. Because people... Do in that world sing to each other, and they all know the Some lyrics crazy already. Crazy parallel sliders like dimension sliders. Wow, <laughs> busting that one out. Um, so it was just it was funny. I just was like, oh, that's a fun idea. So I started listening to the music on it, and I'll have to play you like, let's see. Um, <laughs> some of the songs here are, um, are you about a size fourteen? <laughs> Quid pro quo, of course. Yes, of it's course. me by Doctor Elector and the Police, but it's about. I think that's the one that's about. It's me. Uh, let's see. I can play a little bit of it here. If my internet will put the fucking lunching in the basket. I'll use it to pick the lock and mutilate both of these cops. Though it's not Halloween, I've concocted a plan. I'll escape from this prison by wearing a man. It's really dramatic. This cop is already dead. It's me. So he's like, it's his inner monologue while the cops are running around looking for Hannibal. Somebody get me an Oscar for best pony Caesar. Just watch how adeptly I fake it. Get out of the way if the medics arrived. One's already dead and one's barely alive. Security sucked an hour of us. So where could Hannibal be? This cop is already dead. You'll see. I'm wearing his face on my head. It's me. <laughs> so, I mean, that's awesome. Stuff, yeah, it's uh, the songs are all based on what's happening in the movie. And it's funny. It's like you just listening. I was out on my run yesterday and I was listening to this and it felt like I was watching the movie. Um, you listen to the whole, like the whole, tra- the whole thing all, is all the track. Yeah. They're all on, uh, let me see if I can find them here on Spotify, but they're all on here and it's, it's, uh, you'd recognize some of the actors too. If I, let me see if I can find the videos of them. But, um, did uh, you see the book of Mormon or here? No, I mean, I've heard nothing but good things, but yeah, I heard it was awesome and it was in town and I, we tried to go see it. But um, it, it was like the last night, and of course it was sold out. I looked up tickets. Tickets were like $200 yeah. a piece. Oh, yeah. On, uh, this was when it was at the Forum or whatever in San Francisco? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah. No, I, I'm i going to have to wait for them to make a movie out of it because I'm just not going to be able to catch that. Oh, it'll come around again. I'd, eh. rather, I'd rather actually see the production oh, of course. than the movie. Yeah, totally. Um. But anyways, I ended up watching Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal last night just because I was so, like, inspired by this. Yeah. Uh, hang on. I'm gonna edit oh, the scene in the end of Hannibal where he feeds. It, it, just spoilers. Yeah. The movie's well, only 14 years old or whatever. Yeah, spoilers. Come on. 
Um, oh, I love so the 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 actress that does uh, plays Clarice Starling in the musical reminds me much more of like um, Helen Hunt than or uh, I'm sorry, not Helen Hunt, Holly Hunter. Oh, okay. In her accent, well, that makes more sense. It kind of does actually. But uh, yeah, I gotta play you this one song. It's called "It's Agent Starling," and it's so much fun. <laughs> song. And you can find it on Spotify. Who would have thought I could make it this far and show the time? Look in the car, there's a head in a jar. It's the sheen of a crime. Now they can't hold me back, cause I just raised the bar. I'm on fire, call the press. Here I am, hold your breath, I'm a star. It's Agent Starling. Agent Starling. It's spelled S H T A. A-R. <laughs> Riddles and Starling. anagrams. Oh, how he thrives on his cute little games. So funny that they took Don't this movie really and turned it into like a, a goofy musical. Musical. Look at the name of track three. And now that I'm making a difference, the guys won't belittle me oh, back God. at the bar. <laughs> I'm not going to mention that on it. Well, you have to now. Nope. I'm, I'll let them look it up. It's if I. If, if I could smell her no. cat. Can't. Can't? Is that officially part of the chase? Anyway, you well, got to... really went over the top on oh, this one. It's this is great. And like... <laughs> this one is uh, Buffalo Bill, like, lamenting. But I want someone fatter. I want a girl who fit me to a Jesus. A woman who look good. On me. <laughs> it's his whole inner monologue. Are you about a size 14? <laughs> Are you about a size 14? In order to get victims, you gotta lie and trick them. So I put my arm inside a sling. I've got her in my sight. She's appropriately fat. With any luck, she'll notice me. I hope she fed her cat. I wonder, can she really? I hope she fed her cat. Like... There's a cat in the window in the movie. Really? That she talks to before he kidnaps her. And then she's gone for, you know, days and days. So they make like this little note in there that oh, a cat. <laughs> I hope she fed her cat. Like you got to if if you really know the movie or if you had just watched it and paid close attention, there's so many jokes in this in the lyrics of these songs. It's really funny. So anyway, check out Silence the Musical everybody. <laughs> yeah, seriously, they, check it out. You can. I mean, is it playing anywhere around here? Can no, we it, go see it, it? I think it was off Broadway uh, for maybe a few years, and it might. I don't know. Maybe it's still once in a while plays. I have no idea. Let's see. Um, it doesn't say like current shows or anything on Silence the Musical off Broadway in Los Angeles. So maybe they're touring it when they. Oh, can it's in or, Los Angeles, everybody. There you go. Wait, wait. wait the Schwarzenegger. The Schwarzenegger musicals. musicals. Predator, T2, Conan, Total Recall. Yeah. Well, they made musicals out of all of those? Size 14 Entertainment. Huh? That's the name of their group up here. See? Size 14 Entertainment. Here, I'll blow it all up a little bit here for you so you can see it on the TV. Um, Here's... Oh, no. That one's not playing. Anyway, I I don't know. Somebody who does a good Schwarzenegger voice, like... Well, there's so many variations of the the Schwarzenegger voice. Yeah, they're not they're not playing on YouTube. This is an this is a really old website it looks like. Anyway, so that's 
Silence the musical. Here's what I made for dinner last night. Tomato pork loin chops. Yeah. With onions and stuff. That was good. Looks looks all right. Yeah, it was good. Uh, meat was a little dry, but... Yeah, pork's tough, man. You got to cook it just right. Just right. So, uh, what else you like on Pinterest here? Oh, wait. I got go go to go back to Pinterest. See, this, this might is a good one. one. Filmmakers unearth legendary Atari ET trove. Yes. So but then it shows a bunch of construction workers. Like, why were the filmmakers operating heavy equipment? To get to the trove. To get to the ET so, trove? What they did knew you ever hear? There? Did you ever hear? The, there were rumors for years, 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 that Atari could not unload these ET video games. They made, like, the worst video game in history. Really? Yeah. I've never heard this, obviously. Okay. So Clearly. So this was, uh, it says, <clears throat> back in 1982... Um, Atari bought the rights from Steven Spielberg for $22 million, and after it proved a failure in sales, reports emerged that the company had quietly dumped millions of unsold cop millions of video games, of the unsold copies of the game into a city landfill somewhere and encased them in concrete. <laughs> Two years later, Atari was out of and business. encased them in concrete? Like, like, no one will ever find these. It's like they were, like, evil or something. We must contain them, and it can only be done by... <laughs> Covering them in concrete and saying prayers over them and things like that. Yeah. So you unearth the ET video games. So the, what are you doing? <laughs> you have no idea the evil you've unleashed on this world. You have no idea what you've just done. I've been watching a lot of X Files lately, so yeah, that's that's right about on the money. Oh, that's awesome. So this guy is a, a filmmaker, but he's actually he was the writer, uh, one of the writers on the Avengers and X Men Two, the best X Men movie so far. Um, and he's making a documentary uh, about that story, hopefully about other video game lore and, and interesting stories about video game history because it's now it's like a 40 year old history of video games and you know from from uh arcade games to today yeah um but he's doing it for fuel entertainment and xbox entertainment studios which i guess is going to start selling content directly to xbox live subscribers or something like that maybe okay so um he actually got somebody from a university of archaeology to help excavate it and that's the director you see in that picture, Zach Penn. And he's so they actually went out and found this place in New Mexico. The rumor had been somewhere out in New Mexico, there's a treasure trove of old Atari video games and just buried millions of them. And so this lore had been around. Like Gamers know this. Uh, like hardcore history of gaming gamers know this. Um, and so they found them. And, and so uh, they well, said... Well, New Mexico's not that big. <laughs> Somewhere in the desert. Yeah. Just go, you know, drop a shovel. You'll find it. Uh, so it said, just before 1 p.m. on Saturday, the crew hit their target. They were looking specifically for this. Uh, they unearthed hundreds of ET game cartridges along with boxes that the game came in and other games and Atari hardware. I can't believe they just buried it. Like, why not just throw it away? Why like, not recycle them, melt them down? Uh, something. I, anything. Yeah. So for anyone who doubted, Penn told the crowd, according to CNET, there's a heck of a lot of games down there. We just saw them. So look out for that documentary. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's actually a really... That actually happened. Like, to bring closure to that by actually... It's it's the opposite of uh, looking into Al Capone's vault <laughs> and finding nothing, which is what... Yeah, they took something boring like the New Mexico landscape and unearthed something that was interesting. Yeah, like it actually... the opposite of nothing. <laughs> The opposite of nothing is usually pretty good. Usually. As Bart Simpson said in the first Treehouse of Horror, you know what would be a lot, you know what would be scarier than nothing? 
anything. <laughs> I always like the Homer Simpson joke about New Mexico. There's a New Mexico? <laughs> All right, what else you like up there? We got some other stories. Oh, uh, I don't know. I see something about a gem movie. I, yes. It, it just like, that seems... Timely, so timely. Yeah, I don't know if, if any of you girls remember, but there's a girl or there's a cartoon called Gem about a girl that was basically like before Hannah Montana. Like yeah, she was, it was kind of Hannah Montana. She was like it? a normal girl, except when she would like I forget how she turned into Gem. She like, like touched her earring or something. She held up her sword and said, "By the power no, of grace." No, 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 it had to be way more uh, sexist fem- female stuff than that. It had to be. Uh, she touches a piece of jewelry and oh, says yeah. a magic word. Okay, yeah, that's it. So I and think it was her big old earring. Like, this rock superstar gem. Right, and, and her hair like changed 1986? color. 1986? Six I mean... or five, yeah. Um, so they what the news is now is that they've actually casted Aubrey Peebles. I don't know who that is. Best known yeah. for, she's on Nashville, uh, will play okay. Gem. Uh, Disney star Stephanie Scott will play Gem's little sister Kimber. Aurora Kimber. Kimber, it's short for Kimberly. Got to get rid of that Lee to make it quick. Yeah, uh, to Aurora make it unique. Aurora Perino from Little Pretty Little Liars is playing Shayna, and Haley Kikioko Kiyoko is going to play from Lemonade Mouth. I've never heard of what <laughs> is that a movie or a <laughs> band or is playing Asia A J A like the. It's pronounced Aja, Mike. No. That's if you're if you're a Steely Dan fan, listen to the song. They say Asia about four hundred times in the song. Oh, and it's okay. spelled is that just what like it's that. from? What do you what do you think the over under on Rotten Tomatoes is going to be for this movie? I I'd probably before say, it comes out or after. I guess because no, after, do, once it comes out and is fully reviewed, what what do you think the over under well, is? I, I'd say based on the massive success of uh, Josie the, and the Pussycats movie, yeah, I, I'd say the over under on this has got to be somewhere between twenty five and thirty on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, you're going high for me. I think seventeen. So you would take the under. I would go. I would go under. I would go seventeen percent. Um, you know, there's just. I mean, I'd want to think that they were, if they were going to unearth something like this, cul- this trove of ET video games. <laughs> this is basically what they did. Here. They un- they dug up Gem. Yeah, they went out to the New Mexico desert and dug up the story of Gem <laughs> and decided to make a movie that hopefully there'd be they'd have like some kind of decent script to go along with it. But well, what's interesting about this is. Um... I did see a video of the filmmakers saying that they're going to basically crowdsource fund everything, not just the money for this movie, but they want writers, they want, uh, you know, everybody on the crew, they want to find people who aren't in the industry. And they're like, send us your stuff, send us your demo reel, send us your story ideas or whatever, and we'll license whatever we like or whatever. So they're doing a, it's kind of an experimental thing, but John Chu is directing and I can't remember what he's done but you can look him up. Um the director posted a photo full of, uh, of the full Gem and the Holograms movie cast. So that's what we're looking at here as a poster. But it's not like here's the cast. You're seeing like an eyebrow here and there. Yeah, seeing like part of their face. It looks like they're actually trying to do an album cover of some sort. And they look really sad. They're all looking down. They do. They they're do. like sad that they signed on to this project. It's like he took their pictures after the, the funeral of <laughs> Gem dies in this one. Yeah, that's how to do a really uh, revelationary, uh, revelatory story is to kill off the main character. Um, so anyway, there's a little story about that, but yeah, this Gem movie, it's like I dig 
uh, celebration of the '80s culture in in like in a revivalist kind of way that's happening lately to a point. What? What? You mean not at the expense of our childhoods? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's the same thing with Michael Bay producing a Ninja Turtles movie and turning them into giant creatures and and yeah. that are in no way. Ninjas are quick and silent and move in and out of a room and kill you before you even know what's going on. Yeah, and in the cartoon, they're, in the movies, they're all super short. <laughs> These guys can destroy a Humvee. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> with one <laughs> finger. So there's that. Uh, I don't know. What Are they going to dig up Heathcliff next? Or uh, <laughs> yeah. They already did Inspector Gadget. Yeah, that, oh, man. And those were not good. Yeah. <laughs> What do you mean they weren't good? That's, That's just... It's like one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Which one? They made like three. The Matthew Broderick one or the... Um, what's the guy from Third Rock from the Sun? French? French Stewart did Stewart one? Stewart did one. Yeah. Oh, I, I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> See, you're not a fan. You liar. No, I'm just behind the times, like you said. Yeah, exactly. Way behind. You just stopped. Like, at the end of high school, you just stopped paying attention. <laughs> you went, I'm I... going to work. I paid Goodbye. attention for for a few things. I mean, I can't remember what they were, but <laughs> well, that doesn't help either. I, it was mostly sports. Okay, that's great. So, Kinda speaking of sports, sports, I'll dive into the next next one here for you. Um, you know, they're closing Candlestick Park out here in San Francisco. Yeah, and it says Joe Montana to be there. Like, I, I, oh, not be there. He's playing the last game at Candlestick ever. They're going to do oh, a flag play candlestick finale. Yeah, they're going to do a flag football game. Um, Joe Montana with uh, Jerry Rice, Roger Craig, Dwight Clark, among others, are going to play against a team led by Dan Marino. Cool. Yeah, I think that's kind of appropriate. Yeah. Um, have you? How many times have you been to Candlestick? Probably like a dozen. Really? Maybe. Yeah. I think I was there once for a Giants game before I can even remember. I must have been four or five. Yeah, I went to several Giants games. I went to a Niners game there once. It's mostly mostly Giants. Games. I've never been to a. I've never been not only to a Forty ers game or a Raiders game. I've never been to an NFL game of any kind. Oh, really? I've been to a couple um, college football games, but that's about it. College football actually tends to be more fun. Uh, I guess it just depends on what the score is on the field. but I never um, noticed what the score on the field was, but I saw the Ducks play at a bunch of games. Yeah, you'd go with Brad. Brad would take us when... But my also my uh, former brother-in-law was a Duck, and so we saw, he would take me to like a Stanford Ducks games. Yeah. Uh, things like that, so... Yeah, the, I don't know. The college fans are just a little bit... They're more rowdy than NFL fans typically are. Unless you go sit in the black hole at a Raiders game. Well, yeah, that kind of goes beyond rowdy and into like obscene, but <laughs> and dangerous. Yeah, kind of like how going into a black hole would be. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know if there's much of a story here. It's just saying because um, the 49ers are going to start their new season next year at Levi's Stadium. Actually, this year, August 17th, they're going to start. So, okay. have you seen the new ballpark? I've seen pictures of it. I mean, I've never, I haven't been. They to Santa just laid Clara down lately. all the sod and. I don't mean in person. I mean on TV. But yeah, they've they've just laid down the sod. I mean, it looks like a good ballpark, but they're not in San Francisco. So why are they the San Francisco 49ers? You know, I, somebody actually told me they were going to change the name of the team to Santa Clara 49ers, and they believe they believe that. Like, uh, you know, it's not you, out of the realm of no, possibility no. because Santa there's Clara. There's no way they're going to change the name to, from San Francisco 49ers to the Santa Clara 49ers. It doesn't make sense at all. No, I mean with. 
you'd have to change 49ers. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean, but I mean, the 49er thing was all over California. It was, but San Francisco was a huge hub for that well, because yeah, of what, all the shipping lanes. Made San Francisco. Right, because they were boats were coming in and out. And okay, this has been history with Rob and Mike. Um, <laughs> it was just it, it would be silly, but my uncle, God, when I was like 12, maybe, the Giants were uh, about to, the San Francisco Giants almost moved to Santa Clara. They almost got a ballpark built down there. Hmm. And um, my uncle, who lived in Santa Clara, bought me a t shirt that said, Future Home of the Santa Clara Giants or something like that. So I had a t shirt. Hopefully, you still have that. No, I don't have that. It would be worth something almost nowadays I if I didn't put giant pit stains on it or something. <laughs> Or maybe as, that ups the as value. with all your T-shirts. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of funny that they that Joe Montana is doing this because when they played the final game, the final Forty Nine er game at Candlestick, there was a lot of uh, uproar about the fact that Joe Montana wasn't going to be there. Where was he? He has somewhere he else was, to be. He lives in L.A. He lives like actually near where Betsy used to live. Um, That's Rob's in, wife. Um, like the Thousand Oaks, Calabasas oh, okay. area, like Agora Hills. It's like west of the valley is that near where you guys got married it's exactly where we got okay. married so that so who else lives in that area sports celebrity wise oh wayne gretzky apparently and but, how do we know that because he was at my freaking wedding it was blessed by the great one was himself he, was he throwing the rice yeah walking down the aisle he just he, flower, came up, he was the flower girl he came up and did like an air slap shot in the middle of the <laughs> wedding and that way we knew and yelled out booyah <laughs> That way we knew that our wedding would, would go on. Your marriage would be would successful. Would endure for centuries. <laughs> in fact, I think that Betsy and I will probably live an extra 10 years each <laughs> Just because, because of, that. of the great one. He but was, anyway. So the true story is that he was at the bar. He was playing golf at the yeah at the um, golf course that you guys got married at. And it was a club. It was a big old giant golf club. Yeah, it was a club. country club. Country club. And yeah, he was, so he was there with a couple of his around. buddies, and like I forget who told me because I was not the first we, one. Yeah, we this, were but. we were getting ready to go out and start the ceremony, and we're sitting by the bar. All the guys were sitting by the bar, and we kind of turn around, and be like, like your dad or somebody noticed him. I don't know. Maybe it was Reuben. Reuben yeah, must have been Reuben losing his have been, mind. But. Reuben was like, oh my god, what's the matter with you, Reuben? What are you trying to say? <laughs> What are you looking at? It was such a crazy look on your face. The great one. Reuben's Canadian. So there's that. He's also a pretty big hockey fan. Well, he's a big Canadian. That's what I said. He's Canadian. So Wayne Gretzky was just sitting at the bar. Yeah. That's how he was at your wedding. I didn't go over and talk to him or anything. And everyone's like, oh, I can't believe you didn't go talk to Wayne Gretzky. You know what? In hindsight, I should have gone over and said, hey, my buddy's getting married. Would you just do him the coolest favor and just go shake his hand and say congrats? I should have done that. He would have done it. I was kind of hoping he would notice that, like put it together just because my tux was slightly different than everyone else's. (laughs) So I stood there and stared at him creepily for for like a a few seconds. Well, you had that giant G on the back of your your tux for groom, but he might have thought it was for Gretzky. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, I just didn't want to bother him. He was there with a couple of his buddies. I don't, I've just kind of got this thing about yeah, bothering if see, celebrities. If you, who... Yeah, if you see a celebrity, like people are always like, "Oh, that guy was such a dick," 
because he was having dinner no. with his family, and I went over, and I he wouldn't give me an autograph. He, he only I'm gave just me like, eight of the seventeen autographs I asked for. Yeah, exactly. And just <laughs> like you know what, they're they're regular people too, and within the days of like paparazzi and everything, like to be able to have a private moment without people bothering you for a celebrity must be kind of like a rare thing. Yeah. So but I didn't I didn't go up and talk to him or anything, but um it would have been neat to see. It would have been. It would have been cool to shake hi. his hand. Yeah. Um, but um and a, a story for the centuries. Well, anyway, getting getting back real quick to the Montana thing. Yeah. So he lives in LA and the reason he couldn't show up for the Niners final game is because his kid was in a football game and he went to his son's to watch his son play football rather than go to the candlestick park game. And I agree with what him. A jerk. I agree with him. His son, was it the only game his son was ever going to be in? No, but it's his kid. I mean, it's, it's the yes, final, it's, it's the final 49er game at candlestick. Like big deal. No, who cares? That's, that was a horrible stadium. Well, anyway, maybe, but it's it where was a, a lot bad of baseball happened. stadium and it was a bad football stadium. I mean, it's a football stadium. There's an entire section of seats that you couldn't even use because it, there's an obstructed view by the stands. <laughs> and then when it was a baseball stadium, which I don't know if you remember it being a baseball stadium, but out, in, out in left field, there was like the home run fence. And then there was like 20 yards of grass before the seats started. So there's a bunch of baseballs just sitting in there it at the just, end of the baseball stadium. I don't know. I'm sure people ran out out, out in that Oh, they would let them go down. Yeah, it wasn't restricted, but like it was just I weird. Would just sit down it there. Was, and then there was that section out in center field where you just had these seats that are like two hundred feet above the field level. Yeah, that's where they had that foghorn underneath, where, where people died of frostbite all the time. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I say good riddance to Candlestick. I, wow. I mean, I, I obviously there's some great sports memories there, but. I don't know. I don't fault Joe Montana for choosing his family over the last game at Candlestick. I don't. I don't I, understand why. No, people are but upset it's not. But it, it, it's. It's also. It's like. It's a big historical moment, and his family. I get it. The family's important. It's not the biggest historical moment. The Niners could have lost by thirty points that game. I mean. Would but it they, have still been a big historical moment? It, it, okay, it ended not, up being. I didn't it, say it, huge. It ended up being like a crazy like. Awesome finish to the game. But I didn't like, say it was a huge historical moment. I said it was big, you know, like large, but not gargantuan. Know. So um, I just think if his family, you know, if his kid was going to be playing in a Super Bowl or something, then that's a bigger deal. But the kid's playing a lot of games, I'm sure. He's Joe Montana's kid. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so going, going since we're spending a lot of time in the 80s here today... <laughs> I was going to bring up this other story. Did you hear about Andy Warhol's lost artwork being found? Of course not. <laughs> Gee, I should just have a section of this show called, Hey, Rob, have you heard? <laughs> hey, Rob, have you heard? No, of course you haven't. That's the segment. And everyone, everyone can say along with us, I sure haven't. <laughs> That'll be the, how it goes. So let's try it out. Hey, Rob. Have you heard about Andy Warhol's lost artwork? I sure haven't. Woo, that was great, huh, kids? <laughs> okay. So uh, dozens of lost Warhol artworks were discovered on Amiga floppy disks from the 1980s. So, so are these like 8-bit artworks? Exactly. Um, here's a video of him uh, in 1986, I want to say it was. Um, so Deborah Harry of Debbie Blondie Harry. comes out with him. And they sit him down in front of this Amiga computer, 
And it's all just, you know, a, a publicity thing. But they take a picture of her with this state-of-the-art camera that goes right into your computer. <gasps> but this camera, this camera is the size of a friction. It's okay. Watch the the camera. I, I don't know if you can see it later, but it's a huge camera. <laughs> it's, it's bigger. It's as big as the computer monitor. By my prediction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so as as Professor Frank said, the computers would take up eight rooms and be owned by only the four richest kings of Europe. <laughs> so that's kind of where we were headed. But this is an Amiga computer, which was, I guess, um, competing against the Apple II. GS or one of those kind of things. How did that end up for Amiga? I'm not so good. No, it's buried in a in a <laughs> landfill in New Mexico somewhere. So under fourteen thousand tons of concrete. So what you see here is they took a picture of Debbie Harry, and they, and he's just wow. using the fill paint thing to turn it into like kind of what he did with the uh, Marilyn Monroe stuff. Like her hair's yellow now, and he goes. Yes, I like that. I'm going to keep... Even though it spills out past her hair, he's like, no, I like that. That looks nice. It's beautiful. <laughs> and she is so unimpressed, Debbie Harry. <laughs> She's probably coked out of her gourd at the moment, to be fair. Um, yeah, well, it was the 80s. So if you look at... The, he did some, like, you know, bitmap little pictures and stuff. But here's the here's the set that it came with. So you see the giant camera there. Oh, it's not that giant. It it's, looks, it it's looks like a looks like a kind of an old school security camera. Yeah, but you don't want to drop it on your toe. Yeah, probably not. Probably weighs like a thousand pounds. <laughs> it came with Art Pack One, which was probably six floppy disks or something to load the program into your computer. Yeah. Um, it came with a little drawing pad, which is actually very similar to what people use today for graphic art stuff. Uh, but the Amiga computer, I just, have you heard of that thing in, in the last 25 years? <laughs> I haven't heard of it ever. Ever? Yeah, I think I've I've heard of it, but it's old, 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 old by today. Uh, and so it, they found all these floppy disks that somebody was like, oh, you know, that's got... Oh, actually, what Is that it was... supposed to be like the female version of Amigo? Yeah, like your car. Like a, a it's a female friend? Yeah. Is that I'm... so nerds would buy it? <laughs> They'd have, finally have a finally <laughs> a female friend, Mi Amiga. <laughs> so uh, the guy who found it is named Luck, something Luck. Um, <laughs> that's apropos. Oh no no no! I think they're that's just the title of this thing. Okay, so the hunt oh, for the okay. floppy disk began when art when the artist Corey Archangel, cool name. <laughs> wow, yeah, he's, he's a superhero. <laughs> he's an X Men. <laughs> There's no way that's his real last um, name. Uh, he is uh, a self-described Warhol fanatic or a war Warholic, I'm sure, is what he would. Yeah, no, okay, I guess. And, I and also a lifelong computer nerd. No. so he stumbled across that YouTube video um, during the launch of the Amiga 1000 and said to himself, "Okay, self, those have to be <laughs> self." I said, uh, he, "He's like those discs have to be out there." So I guess he was the one who tracked them down, and they were probably in some warehouse or something, but. You can look on the... Too bad he has no way of using them now. Well, that's what it said, actually. It said um, somewhere in the article, um, he was able to track down the floppy disk, but they had... Uh, I wish I could find the exact... But they, they did have some trouble finding... Getting the information off the disk because it was it was so old, and it was for an Amiga. It wasn't for an IBM. It wasn't for an Apple. So it might have been a proprietary Yeah, what do you do with reader. that? Do you just like have to now have... like? 
somehow have an, an Amiga somewhere to like actually view it. Let's like obviously this is worth a lot of money. So for the person who buys it, they now have to have this Amiga computer set up in their room. Like, yeah. hey, you want to see some original Andy Warhol stuff, right? Or or they have to transfer it. Well, here's to like a said. more the... modern day thing. But right. then, but now it's just a copy. Well, no, but it's a digital copy, so it's right. It's an exact clone. But now we have one too. Exactly, because it's just up on the screen right now. Right, I have Warhol works. Yeah, I mean, so it kind of really no. You got to you got to print it? it out on like a dot matrix dot matrix printer, or <laughs> that's that's the actual. <laughs> 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 Do you remember those that get had oh. the perforated strips of of little yeah the dots, dots on the with the holes on the side you have for to the, tear those the roller. off yeah, yeah you'd have to tear those off and those would come and my dad had a we were when my parents were moving out of their house my dad still had an old uh printer cabinet that has a slot in the back and as he was we put it out on the street and said free and said come get it on craigslist or whatever nobody took it no well on craigslist for free people will take it they'll come <laughs> to your house from miles yes, away free Quick! If you make it a dollar, you will sit yeah, there all day nobody long. Nobody wants it. <laughs> but That's, if it's free, they'll come here and then they'll sell it to somebody outside maybe, in your front yard. I don't know how they do it, but um, so anyway, it had this slot in the back. And when the guy came to grab it, he goes, "Do you have any idea what that slot's for?" <laughs> My dad said this to the guy, and he goes, "I don't know. I thought it was just like decorative or decorative. Like he just thought it was part of the design. Slot. He thought it was like a cool design or something." And he, he had to explain it to him. No, this is a printer cabinet. You'd keep a ream of paper underneath that would then feed up through the slot to the printer, and the printer would, f- you know, feed it out. <laughs> so it would be a continuous loop of of paper for a long, 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 long time. Now we just put a ream of paper right into the printer. Right, it grabs a page at a time. But that was how it did it. So. Yeah, that that noise you make is so accurate. It's it, yeah, that's oh what it God. sounded like. It was so annoying, loud, and just obnoxious. And yet, there was a time when that was state of the art. That was like, oh, check out this new printer. Yeah, I, got. I guess it was better than having no printer at all. It Prints out three pages in a minute. <laughs> a minute. So anyway, um, so it says the efforts to retrieve the images from the obsolete discs were captured on film, and the documentary will be shown at. Trapped, shown as a movie called Trapped, Andy Warhol's Amiga Experiments in Pittsburgh next month. So who bought it? Was it like a museum or? Probably. Think about this. Uh, in 1987, he a museum is probably the only place that would have the computer needed to run it. <laughs> Somebody needs to insert right now the clip of uh, Indiana Jones yelling, It belongs in a museum! Yeah. <laughs> Andy Warhol's, uh, you know, his works have sold for uh, up to $105 million. So there, there's definitely a collector out there who wants these artworks. Because they're not going to be like, oh, that was only made in like five minutes on a computer back in 1986. I don't think they'll dismiss it quite the, the same The fact that way. it has anything to do with Andy Warhol puts exactly. value on it. And yeah, so because he, you know, he did silk screening of, printer, of printouts and stuff like that. It wasn't like he painted everything himself. All right, what else you see up there? Now that I can start taking these down. Oh, um, I'm circling this one over here. <laughs> I, I, hold on. I like the one that says, Stephen Percy quits rat. Oh, my God. Right? The wow. rock and roll world has Earth come to a shattering. stop. <laughs> I can't believe this is news. I, I, that's rat kind of, still that's exists? Kind of, that's kind of why I put it up there. This, 
I can't believe somebody made an news, article about this. In related like, news, apparently is, Rat is still a band. Still, are they? When was the last time they put out an album? Oh, they they continually put out albums. Um, but really? They just, nobody's you know nobody's buying them. Nobody's listening to them. I mean, if you listen for to those them, of you who don't know, Rat was a I don't know were they hair were they part of yeah, the hair totally, metal totally hair metal craze in the eighties. Like I I can't even think of a song that they did, but um, I, I mean I know they had a couple. Oh yeah, my, and they my had brother a good sound. was my brother was into him. He liked them. Was he into the hair metal stuff? Yeah, yeah, because uh, I know he was a Van Halen fan. But you know this song. But yeah, he actually they were early too. They were like one of the earlier hair metals. Like they weren't. They oh, were yeah, round 86, and round. Okay, duh. 85, 84, somewhere in there. Uh, the last album they did, Infestation, was 2010. Really? Yeah. And then they put out a special edition. Yeah. You have to these days. Well, they yeah, have the best, the best of Rat has 20 songs on it. Yeah, with lots of <laughs> like different versions of the same songs. Yeah. So, yeah, they had this hit. Uh, I liked this one a lot. Lay it down. I love that riff in the beginning. I mean, they weren't a bad band, but it's just like they were—they were, they they were perfect. Put for out the time. anything relevant in like almost thirty years. That's because that music hasn't been relevant in twenty years or so. So the fact that the band, <laughs> the lead singer, quits rat. You haven't made the news. It makes me laugh. It was well when you say makes the news, they, it it's, made our news. It's like the the CEO of Amiga Computers steps down. <laughs> so to play this one again, here's the chorus of this one. Oh, hang on. So what I loved about bands like this was I don't know if I can explain it, but the the, the vocals. Tell us, tell us what you love. Because I have such a soft spot for this. 80s glam rock hair metal. It was just it was so cheesy, fun, but like. it, yeah, it was fun and it was it was a po- it was posing as dangerous. Yeah, like you know, mothers lock up your daughters kind of stuff. Yeah, make sure you listen to the lyrics of this song before your kids get to it. <laughs> but it might be about Satan. This wasn't the devil worshiping stuff. This was like no, mm, but most we're, we are definitely going to fornicate with your daughter. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> yeah. lock up your daughter's bag. If they come to our we're show, coming, we're coming to town. If they come to your to our show, they will leave pregnant. I promise. <laughs> So, uh, round and round. <laughs> we, we will disavow yeah. all knowledge of the baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm, we're not going to say whose it is. It'll just happen. And um, it was definitely, uh, you know, kind of the uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll um, was still kind of... And, and Nirvana came along and, and slapped that out of their hands. And yeah, they... <laughs> no. No. And just rejected it like Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> No, no, no. Not in my house. Not in my house. <laughs> That's a weird commercial. I love that commercial. Um, no, Rat did um, Rat did a few cool songs. God, yeah, they kept putting out albums. Look, 1998, Damn, 1990, 1997. Yeah, it's just nobody was listening to it. But, um, well, Rat, Rat Slip will be a of the different lip podcast was a good one. for us. <laughs> yeah, they just had cool 80s guitar sounds and... And everything yeah, was echoing. Album cover, like, oh yeah! Everybody's hair takes up half of their picture. Yep. That's it. It was more about the hair than the music, really. Almost. 
Yeah, you're right. So they st- their first big album was in 84, then they did one in 85. Yeah, I was going to say, 86. I thought they were like an earlier. Yeah, but they kind of like, if I were if I were to put together a classic glam rock concert, you know, I'd have, I'd put like Poison, Motley Crue. Dawkins, Slaughter. Well, those are the ones I saw in one show. I saw, I saw Cinderella, Dawkins, Slaughter, and Poison yeah. in one show. Um, so maybe they could all come. Um, the thing about Slaughter <laughs> is they actually didn't even get started till the 90s. Oh, really? Yeah. So I would be like, eh, I still want something in the core of the 80s. So it'd be like Def Leppard was kind of, if, if I had a show like that, Def Leppard would be the headliner, you know, and, or with Motley Crue or something like that. But well, not, you're not going you're not gonna to be able to get Motley Crue much longer. Not you much longer. Get on it. Not much longer. So anyway, he left uh, because there was some bad blood going on but he eventually said look it's been 30 years of this band and i'm done he said the quote was the music will live beyond any of our lifetimes maybe hmm. <laughs> i owe no one anything but a huge heart i owe to like a double negative oh i owe no one anything, anything. but that's a weird phrase <laughs> i owe no one anything but a huge heartfelt thank you for coming to the party for the last 30 years so he was all cool about it but um, I'm content and proud of the legacy and the music I've created, but he's stepping down because there was some bad blood in the band and it's like, dude, I don't have time after 30 years for things to start getting ugly now. It doesn't look like that was his first split though. It looks like he left in 92, then was back for a stint between 92 and 2000 before returning again in 2006. Right. So maybe they it's even like had the another third singer. time he's left the but band. Motley Crue's done that too, but they, the band was still the band and they would have a new lead singer. You know, who's notorious for that, um, lead singer thing. Um, and not even Van Halen, but black Sabbath has had like five singers. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, most notably Ozzy. Well, yeah. And then... But Ozzy doesn't seem like a very reliable guy. He was for the first 10 years of the band. And then uh, Ronnie James Dio was the singer for Black Sabbath for a bunch of years, but they had a bunch of other dudes in between when those guys weren't available. Hmm. So, um, they're back with Ozzy now, though. Do you know that? Yes, I did know that. They just did a tour recently, didn't they? Yeah, I kind of wish I'd seen that, but... Anyway, uh, he says, life goes on, and the music I created will continue to be heard for years to come. It should say, for year to come. <laughs> despite the dark clouds yes, that have, really despite the dark clouds that have lingered for far too long, which is funny because it has the word fart in it. Um, <laughs> it does. Whenever somebody says far too much or far too long, all I can think of is, they just said fart. Uh, okay, you're not picking it out, so I'm going to go to this one. Yeah, I saw that. Oasis Oasis gets back together. In theory. Now, <laughs> if you're... On paper. <laughs> sort of. Which Actually, not what? on paper. Paper is your way of thinking. We don't use paper in this day and age. We <laughs> use the internet. <laughs> Everybody's mind's gone paperless. Yes, exactly. And the way that this happened was through a series of tweets. So these are just rumors right now. Um... And what happened is Liam, because for, I don't know if the listeners out there are Oasis fans, but you should be. It's a good, good band. Their last few albums were lackluster, <laughs> to put it mildly. But How do you say they were not popular? Well, yeah. Not they, well, well received they by were the still public? A, yeah, they were still a popular band, but they, the music was not good. And you could just tell there was something not not right going on with the band. So um, it's been yeah, Liam's a dick. 
he, Liam's a dick. Noel is probably a dick too, but um, you kind of get the they're well, brothers. Because he's not the lead singer. Then it it, it well, Noel can it's not be as a lead much, singer. It's not as much of a yeah, but he's not the lead. He singer. writes all the lyrics. He writes all the songs. Really? I think Noel does. And, and then, then they just let Liam sing. Well, when you've and he's got not, he's a horrible singer. Oh, he's not a horrible singer. Yes, How dare is. you? No, yeah, no, 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 no. I wonder wow. Okay. How dare you? Th- dude, I'm sorry. You would rather just not have Everybody, Liam in the band? You, you, I, I'm, I'm not saying I don't like the music. Obviously, I have a few of their albums. But everybody who's listening, if you can tweet on the page whether or not you think Liam is a quote-unquote good singer or not. Uh, or guys, the Facebook page. You guys page. can put, put it that. on the Facebook page. Facebook page, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, let's hear the opinions about Liam versus Noel. I've actually already gotten into this with a couple friends from DVC that my old college days. Um, when I posted this on my Facebook page, they reacted, and one of them but, was like, "Yeah, screw Liam, get him out of the band, and just have Oasis without the band." I said, you "Noel can't. is a way better singer too. He's, he's a, a different singer he's and better. <laughs> it's all he's better. It's all opinion. He's better." better. It's music theory, Better. not music fact. Yeah, well, it's fact. L- listen to this. It's it's science. This is rock and roll. I'm not saying that he can't sing. Obviously, he can carry a tune. I just like but the edginess. I like the I like the edginess of his voice. It's got. He's more. He's louder. See, like first Steven of all. Tyler has an edginess, but he can still sing. He's singing. I don't want it to be like a perfect operatic, lovely voice all the time. That's what Noel has. Noel has a more and here's here comes Noel. They sing together. It sounds great. So that's Noel singing the yeah. chorus, and then Liam does the verses, which I think is beautiful. This song is called Acquiesce, and it was on their uh, I think it was 1998 uh, B sides collection called um, what was the name of that album? The Which Master one? Plan. Oh, The Master Plan. Okay. So this was the first track on that album. Uh, this was like, this was when I was so into the band. Don't get me wrong. Like I like, I like Oasis. What's the story? Morning Glory. Um, definitely, maybe. Definitely, maybe. Those are good albums. Which just turned twenty years old. Be here now. Like The Master Plan. Those are good albums. And Standing on the Shoulder of Giants, yeah, I thought was, was really good. good. That was the last the really. Giants is good too. That was the last really good album they did. I remember the day we got that. Do you remember that? No. Okay, so... I remember the day we got the... uh, uh, Scroll down. What was it? Uh, The one before the master plan. Be here now. Because you open it up, and like the date it was released, it was on the inside of the cover. Yeah. It shows like a clock. No, no. It shows shows Liam or somebody standing next to a calendar that's like on a stand. It's like a big calendar. And it says August 27th or whatever yeah, it was. like 1997 Seven. or whatever it was. And you're like, that's today. Whoa, I wonder if this is going to change, change Every tomorrow. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, actually, you could do something like that now. And it would be way more potent. Like, it would be more compelling to the title. Be Here Now is a um, Taoist kind of philosophy. And, and definitely uh, John Lennon was way into that. Uh you know, I think they got that from a Beatles song. Yeah. Beatles fans, let me know where that comes from. But it's something to do with John Lennon, the Beatles, 
Um, but it's very that's that's why the Oasis got a lot of flack is a lot of people accuse them of trying to be the Beatles. Dude, that was their biggest influence. I don't it and they didn't the music doesn't sound like Beatles songs, but it uh, there was one song they had that sounded like a Beatles song. Um, it sounded a lot like a Beatles song. Yes. Um, if I could God. find it was on their first album. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. It was um, Imagine by John Lennon. No, it wasn't that one. Don't that's look not, back in anger. Not... That's what it is. Hang on. Okay, yeah, that's one of them. Yeah, and this is funny um, because Brad, who has got us into Oasis, I'd say. Yeah, um, pretty much. He's like, oh, my dad says that this is just like a Beatles song. And I said, no, it's just like Imagine by John Lennon after the Beatles broke up. And he goes, dude, my dad is never wrong about Beatles stuff. I'm like, your dad said something close to what you're saying now. And either that or he just said it aloofly. Yeah, maybe you're misremembering it. I'm like, maybe your dad just threw it out and said a Beatles song to make it easier for you because maybe he didn't he assumed you didn't know who John Lennon was or something <laughs> like that. He's like, no, dude, it's a Beatles song. It's a Beatles song. It's a Beatles. He just was like, would not take no for an answer. I'm like, it sounds exactly like Imagine by John Lennon, which came out after the Beatles broke up. Yeah. But then it goes into the song and it doesn't sound anything like Imagine. Is this this isn't the one you're thinking of? No. It's a great song. I don't know where Rock and Roll Star. I don't remember. They got accused of being too similar to the Beatles, which I get that, but I, I, there were enough of their songs that were not exactly like not the Beatles, in my opinion, that, that it was still good music. So what happened was, like, back in 2006 or so, um, Noel just walked out and was like, today I left Oasis, and he, like, put it out on the website, and it was big news. It was just after. It was like, I don't even think they toured for their last album. I think they disbanded before they could tour or something like that i could be wrong but um what happened was that liam today after they both went off and did different bands um, yeah liam was in a band called bdi like a bd you got bd little yeah, eyes i get that and then uh something about high oh high flying birds was noel's band and neither of those bands could put out a a, a single that anybody would bother to listen to and i, I listened to them and they were okay they might just have to live with the fact that they were a '90s, early 2000s band. Yeah, but you gotta not all bands you gotta, can endure. No, you gotta understand though what Oasis was overseas compared to here. Yeah, they were, they... were basically the Beatles again. I mean, it was huge hmm. over there. So, um, if you if you kind of take it from that point of view, Liam tweeting first an O, and then he followed up with an A, another tweet. <gasps> And people are going, what, what, what's he saying? S? <gasps> what, what does this mean? I? Oh, he's spelling out. He's spelling O-C. O-O-A-C-E. <laughs> and uh, apparently there was a long pause between the I and the final S. Maybe he had to poop. <laughs> Is that the first place your, your thoughts are? I've, I've, got, I've got to drop one off. I'll be right back. <laughs> I don't know why I can't take my phone in with me. My mobile, they call it. <laughs> my mobile. Just crazy Brits. <laughs> crazy tea-sucking limeys. But it, someone else, a lot of people were like, it's because you're not allowed to make uh, the same tweet again right away. 
because people would like spam Twitter with that. So really, like, since he already did an S, he probably has to wait ten minutes to do another S. Really? Yeah, they have a, a policy about that. I would just do S and then a space, or do and no one would ever know an S and a period, or that would have worked. And then, and so everyone was like, "Oh my god, he tweeted Oasis! What does this mean?" And then he had tweeted, and then he tweeted Oasis LG, and nobody knows what that means. But I do. Well, LG, right? Liam Gallagher. Oh, I guess. But <laughs> right, I, I guess. Mean, those but are his it's initials? like, why would he put his own initials? We know who wrote it. It's it's a tweet from Liam Gallagher. <laughs> it couldn't be from anybody else. Uh, well, maybe unless he's... he has multiple. You know what? The only that's not true. I I should take that back because. Um, president Obama, first president in history to have a Twitter account. I don't know okay. what kept the other guys from signing up, but uh, he has a staff that will tweet things. And then if it's specifically from him, he'll put OB. Oh, okay. So maybe Liam has a staff. <laughs> uh, anyway, the point is that uh, they had to, in London and, and a lot of uh, the UK, they had to stop uh, taking bets. Because apparently it's a big thing to bet on who's going to headline this one music tour. And uh, they took Oasis out of the running for that because of this. In two separate gambling houses of some sort. Wait, they took Oasis out of the running? Because... Yeah, because this this screwed everything up. Like, it was... If you had already placed bets, maybe those stayed. But people putting money down now that this had happened... I don't know. In our version, oh, I see. Of- they wouldn't. Now that this has happened, they wouldn't allow anyone to use the band Oasis as a band that as a potential. But then, what if they headline and everybody loses? everybody loses? So, so you just don't bet at that point. I don't know. You're just like, nope, screw it. I don't know. Um, trying to find the name. It's Glastonbury or something like that. Uh, is something the name of the British festival? Like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. But have you ever uh, had a Glastonbury before? They're- what? Of, have you ever had a Glastonbury before? No, I, I, I've had, I've had, some I've had lots of diseases. Jam. But it's kind oh, of, it's kind of tart. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know what that is. It's B U R Y, not berry. Oh, um, it's not B A R R Y either. Here's my buddy Glast, and here's my buddy Barry. <laughs> um, it's like so Holland Oats. I'm trying to see when that. Uh, Glastonbury thing is because that's when we'll know um, but I don't think any other news has come out it's just been a bunch of people freaking out on Twitter um, because of this just because they have nothing better to do if oh, oh yeah so it says fans are enjoying uh, sharing exactly what they would do if they, if it were to happen and while we can't print a lot of them on here one wrote if if Oasis were to headline Glastonbury I'll eat a kebab from Porto Pizza Wow. It must be a bad place to eat kebabs. I, I guess. I, I thought he was going to say, like, I'll eat a kebab of, like, bugs or, like... And then, I, I don't know what this means at all, but... materials. <laughs> I don't know what this means at all, but such mixed emotions, someone else tweeted, would love an Oasis reform, but... Which means reunion, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> but just really not at Glastonbury. Do it for the proper Oasis fans at Heaton or Etihad? E T I H A D. Yeah, I mean, this is all this is all Greek to me. <laughs> it's all British to me. I don't speak British. <laughs> like, like in the movie Snatch, where yeah, they're like, oh, somebody blagged the bookies last night. Dennis Freeman is like, blag? Come on, <laughs> I thought you guys spawned this fucking language. Nobody here can speak it. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, it's because they're all doing that. Uh, what was the language that they spoke in? Uh, I forget. I'm not uh, even going to um, attempt that. The Clockwork no. Orange. Yeah. No, no, no. That's Nadset. That was different. But that's kind of what they're doing. No, is no. It's they're, rhyming. They're things that a little different it's rhyming slang of some sort where you rhyme the word that but you Nadset mean with wasn't something else. rhyming it was using like russian words oh okay but no they were, Nad, were nadset really literally means teenager in russian oh, okay so it's the youth speak yeah. of the rush the young russian kids um but this is i don't know that <laughs> i couldn't understand most of lock stock and two smoking barrels yeah trying yeah, to keep up with it but it, i mean it's kind of it seems really arbitrary like um, uh, I don't. I can't even think of an example. It's that's how much this language escapes me. Yeah, it just, it, <laughs> it's such a weird slang. It's a rhyming slang. That's the best I can come up with. Yeah. Anyway, so bookies said that betting is now suspended on Oasis to play Glastonbury at, at a couple different uh, things. So we'll see what Glastonbury is. But uh, it's a it's a pretty big music festival. I'd like to see them reunite because. I've seen some DVDs of like you know such and such band at Glastonbury. Yeah. But I'd like to see Oasis reunite and do an album as good as Standing on the Shoulder of Giants. Do you know why it's called Standing on the Shoulder and not Shoulders of Giants? No, I don't know. So they were coming up with the names. It comes from the phrase um, that I think it was Churchill said, or it might have been some famous scientist. If I have seen further than other men, it has been by standing on the shoulders of giants. So it's about... You know, whatever success I've had, I owe to those who came before me and laid the laid the groundwork for me. Right. So um, somebody came up with that, either Liam or Noel, and they wrote it down on a napkin, and they were totally pissed, as they would say, drunk, and just happened to leave the S off of shoulders. And so they said, well, that's the way it's written. That's the way we have to make the album. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's- yeah. That's the story behind it? There's That's no, the story. There's no significance behind there's it? There's no significance at all, except that they were drunk. Uh, <laughs> That's where most stories come from in rock and roll. Great. Um, I don't know. I, I, I want them to do one as, at least as good as that album, which wasn't the original lineup. But... Um, that's that's kind of where we're at with the news. I hope, I hope it would be the original band, actually. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, we'll see. So, we're coming to a, a little bit of a, an end for this show here. Anything you want to add for the day? I don't. Don't have anything else. What are you um, going off to do today? Here. I'm going to go clean the old house. It's oh, the old house. The least fun part about renting a place. Like, when you sell a place, you don't have to do crap to it. <laughs> like, you can just you can poop in a corner and, like, leave it. You bought it. They can't say anything about it. <laughs> it's your poop now. But when it's a rental and you don't clean it, you don't get as much money back on your deposit. So, so wait, didn't you just sell a house in uh, San Diego? Yeah. Yeah, I did. What are you trying to insinuate? I'm just curious. Did did you poop in a corner? No, of course not. I'm not a savage. I don't know. You came up with that pretty quick. But my dog did. <laughs> Good old dog. Good old Chubbs. Chubbs. So wait, Chubbs is your dog? But no, no, they're they're both my dogs. They're Chubbs our, they're and our dogs. Chubbs Izzy. and Izzy. Izzy. Yeah. Cute, cute little Izzy. Okay, you got to send some pictures of the dogs so that the fans can awe over them on the yeah. Facebook page. Yeah, well, 
I'm sure all the guy the guys will uh, the will t- oogle the two guys who are listening all over them. We have a couple. Wait, do you have any shout outs to give to uh, anybody listening from your work? You said you got people listening from work. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I know Veronica has started listening, which is mm. pretty awesome. I would um, never know unless I saw them click like on the Facebook page. Which they may have done, but you don't know since you're not. No, I would know that they clicked on it. So. Oh, okay. But, and then uh, I believe Scott is also listening and possibly Nate. Hey, guys. Um and, I remember that. And maybe even my boss, Recar. So who knows? What? You bo- You let your boss listen to this? Why not? Oh, we got to be careful what we say. Yeah. All <laughs> this derogatory stuff about work I've been saying. Rob but loves no, his I job. Mean, okay. No, they're well, all good folks. They all love listening to good podcasts. That's why they're here. <laughs> we'll try to do better next time. Anyway, that's kind of the news from this week, but we'll be back at you next week, hopefully. Uh, we're going to try to do this on a regular basis. We've been kind of trying to find a time during the week to do these shows, but Rob suggested last night, and I believe it's a good idea that we try to find a, a, a weekly night to do this once a week on like Monday nights or Tuesday nights. So Probably hopefully Tuesday. Tuesday works for you. Probably. So Let's you go with that for now. to see new podcasts every Wednesday Wednesday morning, morning-ish. Hopefully. Yeah, so um, keep listening. And uh, thank you for listening because you made it this far. Really, really. Thank you. Uh, Click like on the Facebook page. Check us out on Twitter. Mike Rob podcast. Facebook is dot com slash Mike Rob podcast. And everywhere you look, we're Mike Rob podcast. I just make it easy. So Uh, for myself, this is Mike. This is Rob signing off. Have a good day, everybody. Goodbye.